Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that ever refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Man, we got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm on the road today, and we're trying out a new technology, believe it or not. And I uh, should not have done it, but I did anyway. You know how I am. I just want to be adventurous and test everything and have a great time everywhere I go. So I said, hey, guys, should I unplug this and see if it'll work a different way? And they said, yeah, try it. And then I unplugged it, and then everything went to heck in a handbasket. And uh, so I, uh, we had to re-kind of connect in a different way. We'll go ahead and recover from that as the broadcast unfolds. In the meantime, we've got all kinds of news the networks refuse to use coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. And it starts with a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Yesterday, uh, we had on Sheriff Mack with us the first hour. He's the founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And he calls for a partnership between the citizens and local law enforcement, especially sheriffs. Mack encourages Americans and their law enforcement to stand together to protect life, liberty, and property, CSPOA.org. The goal is to help the sheriffs and the public officials keep their oaths of office. The goal is also to make sure that those who keep their oaths of office understand the proper role of limited constitutional government, replete with checks and balances and more, to understand due process of law, uh, to understand uh, protecting people's rights. And that's really the whole purpose for government. With Sheriff Mack, we talked about the Oklahoma gubernatorial race. Will you vote for Mark Sherwood is the question. And uh, then we talked about moving. Would you move your family somewhere for the sacred cause of liberty? What states would you be willing to live in? And believe it or not, I'm only willing to live in Utah and Idaho. There's a lot of great states out there, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Sadly, for a variety of reasons, there's only two states in the union that I'd want to live, Utah and Idaho. Great examples. You know what? The East Coast is beautiful. 
Uh, but in the North, it's expensive as all get out and liberal as could be. Same thing with the West Coast. Liberal as all get out. So wipe out the coasts. <laughs> you look at the upper Midwest, Minnesota, and all that kind of stuff, way, way too cold. North Dakota, South Dakota, freezing cold. You look at the South, wonderful, ladies and gentlemen, but too dang hot, too humid, too many hurricanes, too many tomatoes, tornadoes. Tomatoes, what am I talking about? Tornadoes, right? And so when you look at that, you go, man, the only thing I have left is the Rocky Mountains. Oh, well, you got to avoid the border. You don't want to live in the Arizona. You don't want to live in the border. You want to live in a, a, a state like Colorado, too liberal. So now you've got Utah, Nevada. Well, Nevada's a great state, but it's a gaming state. Who wants to live in the gaming mafia? Right? Who wants to live in a Nevada? Super hot in some areas, and liberal as all get out, like in Vegas, uh, because of the uh, entertainment industry and because the, uh, um, you know, visiting population or whatever you want to call it, it's pretty transient in Vegas. You get up in North uh, Nevada, and it's just way, way, way out in the boonies. There's nothing there, right? Uh, so the only place that I see left, really, are Utah and Idaho. Montana's a wonderful place, but it's too far to any airport. Uh, so there you have it, just my take. But believe it or not, if you want to learn more about this, Joel Scowls in a worldaffairsbrief.com. Uh, he wrote a book called Strategic Relocation that highlights this reality that I'm pointing out as well. Some of the great places in the country would be living in Missouri. Might be a great place to live. Uh, Texas, great place, but on the border. And, uh, you know, the big cities kind of control the state. So I don't know. It's hard to know where would you live, ladies and gentlemen, what states would you consider. Um, we also talked about uh, – we talked about this guy in uh, Idaho. His name is Doug Trouble. And uh, he was running for sheriff in Ada County, A-D-A County, which is Boise, Idaho. And uh, they literally skipped him, even though he was probably the most qualified and the most constitutional. Shame on the Idaho Republican Party, because they just skipped him. They had a chance when one guy uh, literally left to put him in place, and they didn't do it. And so that's the problem that Richard Mack and I were talking about. You know, Republicans mean well, but day in and day out, ladies and gentlemen, they they don't do what they have to do, really. Okay? They mean well. They talk well. They speak well. They talk about their platform. They talk about if you get them in office, what they'll do. And every time, it's a day late and a dollar short. Every time, they promise things that never get delivered on. The Republican Party is the, the party of almost. Anyway, we talked about Yuma County. That's Arizona. Sheriff's Department or Sheriff's Office opens massive voter fraud investigation after 2,000 mules goes viral. Now, here's the deal. The sheriff says that's not true. Vanessa D'Souza says that is true. You say, well, wait a minute. Somebody's lying here. What's going on? I don't think so. I think the sheriff had investigations going on well before 2,000 mules. But I think as every one of us who have watched the movie or the documentary believes, hey, this has more evidence on that dumpster fire of government being out of control. And so, you know what? I think the voter fraud investigation was opened before 2,000 meals. I think it might be expanded now with new evidence, new possibilities, new considerations, right? That's the great takeaway, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about how they stole the 2020 election, 2,000 meals, a documentary film, Created by Dinesh D'Souza, 
They say it's even sufficient to change the overall outcome. I'm not convinced to that level yet. I'm convinced there's serious evidence there. I'm convinced there's serious election fraud and problems, but I'm not convinced that it would change the election. And I'll tell you why. Even if all those ballots are faked, how do you know those ballots were counted for sure? See, we don't know. And I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just merely saying that we need to be careful as we discuss this when we're talking about evidence, when we're talking about probable cause, who would investigate, who would prosecute. There's a lot to America, ladies and gentlemen. America is a complicated nation. And it's not just super simple all the time. Okay? It's not as easy as pie, if you will. So that's something really to consider that we got to look through these investigations. And we got to realize that usually the sheriff would do the investigation. He'd deliver the evidence and his investigative um, results to a district attorney or an attorney general. In other words, another branch of government that would then do the prosecution. And the problem is we don't have enough public officials that are willing to cooperate. The deep state is too great. And we're the people. There's not enough of us to push to demand this change. They just laugh at us, ignore us, uh, thumb their nose at us, whatever the case may be but we can't get it done. Well, anyway, we then responded to a Facebook comment from a guy by the name of Paul Harris, who attacked me relentlessly. But Paul, you can attack me relentlessly and be pretty abusive and, 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 and offensive, but I'll be very kind to you, Paul. My question to you, my friend, is, is there voter and or election fraud in your county? And I don't want you to tell me no without evidence. I don't want you to give me your opinion. I don't want you to tell me what you think. I don't want you to go talk about other cases that are irrelevant from that question. I don't want you to attack the messenger, me, or anybody else. I don't want you to go off on a Donald Trump rant, rage, whatever. I don't want you to go on a Mike Lindell or a Sidney Powell or a uh, Donesta Souza attack. I want you to answer my question. Is there voter and or election fraud in your county? And if you don't know the answer which I'm sure you do not, uh, then I need us to prove that. I need us to do an investigation and find out. Because if there's not, then your county should be cleared as a safe haven of voter stability in America, a wonderful place to be, a place somebody ought to consider moving. Yeah, I know, despite the hot, the cold, all that I said before, maybe a place worth moving if you don't have election fraud, if you have election integrity. That's a great place to start to bring back the proper role of government, is it not, Paul? So, my friend, I'm not here to debate it with you. I'm not here to attack the messenger or attack the Nash or anybody else. I'm not here to split the people working on vote fraud investigations or election fraud investigations. I'm here to ask the fundamental question, is there vote fraud and or election fraud in your county? And if you can answer either way with definitive information, then great. If you can't, we need to do the investigation. America's depend on now we did issue the press release did you know that yeah the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association did indeed issue our press release yesterday to over 6300 plus media outlets more in seconds i'm sam butchman this is indeed liberty roundtable live
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13:2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. <clears throat> so I'm talking about the press release <clears throat> that we released. I'll get to that in just a minute. But the CSPOA did indeed issue our press release yesterday, um, documenting our intent to support sheriffs into looking into vote fraud and election fraud. Now, second hour on Liberty Roundtable Live simulcast with the Brighty on TV network, the Sheriff Mack Show. Uh, we did talk to Logan County, Oklahoma, Sheriff Damon Devereaux. Logan County, uh, Oklahoma Sheriff Damon Devereaux. And we talked to him, and he agrees that we need to look into vote fraud. And um, our press release is really important, folks. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPO, is calling on all Americans and law enforcement nationwide to look into the 2020 elections. The question is, Americans, will you back your sheriff? The next question is, sheriffs, will you investigate? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am convinced that what we've got to have is election solutions. And they start with paper ballots, poll watchers under the penalty of perjury, uh, along with... Um, video evidence, video cameras documenting uh, the election counts so that they can go back and revisit it uh, should the need arise uh, as well. That's really critical, folks. Uh, and I know it seems like, well, what, what big deal is that? Well, it's, it's critical. Uh, and it's something that we really need to focus on uh, in America. And I don't know if the sheriffs will do it. 
I think they will, some of them. I don't know if we can move the needle on this. I think it depends on the American people. How willing are the American people to push and make their demands known? So not only did we issue the press release, now we're gearing up and putting together a web page. Uh, I'll be able to reveal it hopefully tomorrow or maybe the day after. And that web page will document our press release. It will also document sheriffs that are willing to stand up and investigate. And right now, there's already four sheriffs that are willing to investigate so far that have come on record and, and have already started uh, investigations. Um, Sheriff Smailing is one of them. Sheriff Leaf is another one of them. Uh, Sheriff Darleaf, I happen to know the best, uh, and he's been looking into election fraud for two years. And him, along with other sheriffs, are finding that even if they do the investigation, even if they bring the evidence forward, in other words, you know, uh, Sidney Powell talked about the Kraken. Even if they bring the crack and I find that DAs and attorney generals and others will not cooperate, they just turn their nose at it. Not a serious problem, folks, because where do we the people fit into the equation of the United States? If we the people are calling for an investigation, if a sheriff is willing to do the investigation because he believes it's justified, warranted, whatever term you want to use, then when the DA or the county commission or whatever else, they just jettison the idea where do we go when that happens what do we do when that happens and the answer is if there's not enough american citizens we're not going to get the job done this is the ultimate takeaway that i want people to understand and i'm going to highlight this reality again are you ready the sheriff has authority he's been given that authority by his election when he got elected and he was sworn in he was granted delegated authority by we the people and he's got authority vested in him or her if you will tremendous authority as the executive branch in a county the chief law enforcement officer the chief executive in his jurisdiction which means his county that's tremendous authority but ladies and gentlemen he only has the power that we the people give him by our backing by our support by our activism okay imagine a sheriff who's on his own who does something that is right but controversial such as deciding to open up an election fraud a vote fraud investigation if he's all by himself, you know what? The DA is going to laugh at him. The county commission is going to laugh at him. The mainstream media is going to laugh at him. He's going to do his investigation. He's going to turn it over, and it's going to fall on deaf ears, and it's going to be what they call DOA, dead on arrival, right? He has authority, but the authority doesn't take him very far because, hey, he's outgunned, outmanned, outpowered by those around him who also have elected stations. To which they answer to right okay but imagine that same sheriff let's just take my county for instance because i'm the most familiar with it there's about 750,000 people in my county and so just imagine ladies and gentlemen a sheriff that has oh i don't know you'll never get 750,000 to back you but just imagine if 10 percent think about that 10 percent 75,000 americans say Yes, indeed. Not only will we back our sheriff with 
money. We all put in a dollar a day. You got $75,000 a day to back the sheriff. You think they can take away his budget now? I don't think so. $75,000 a day. All right, now, then imagine that those 75000 if the DA laughs at him. And those 75,000 Americans in my county, 10%, say, you know what, District Attorney, we don't appreciate you mocking our elected representative here. We don't appreciate you mocking the executive branches you're doing. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you, ma'am. You have a dereliction of duty on our hands, folks, and we are going to demand that you pay attention here. Now, 75,000 people started writing articles to the newspaper in your town, in your county. 75,000 people went to the sheriff's office and said, Sheriff, we're peacefully, politely in the street now, ready to do what you want to do. We're here at City Hall. District Attorney, we need you to come out and talk to us, my friend, because you work for us. You don't work for the deep state, sir, ma'am. No, sir. You work for us. You got this? And 75,000 people politely but insistently said, listen, we are going to look into vote fraud. County commissioners, we need you to come down to City Hall. There's 75,000 of us. And we need answers here because, look, the DA's gone derelict. Uh, The sheriff's doing what's right. Uh, We're here to support the sheriff in his do-right efforts. And we need you to jump to come to the aid of the sheriff here. Now, what do you think the county commission is going to do if literally 75,000 citizens are unified in saying we need something done? This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. But when you get 50 citizens that decide they're going to do something kooky like, oh, we're going to go surround the district attorney's house and yell at him from his porch so his daughter panics and fears and grandchildren can't leave or come to the house peacefully and and it's this big okay we're doing more harm than good with 50 people 100 people 200 people 500 people doing these kind of extreme activities because it makes us look like extremists number one number two all it does is give officials the reason to crack down more they'll say county commission put a new law in place that you can't surround public officials homes that it'll constitute trespass um Let's let's treat it like the abortion clinic laws and force people to back off and be a certain distance away. And then the media goes, oh, my gosh, some wackos are out there protesting. And the governor of the state, the uh, county commissioners, the whatever the entity be, um, had to back the citizenry off because it was getting kind of squirrely and crazy. See, now they're just painting us as nuts. And there's not enough of us to move the needle politically, morally at all. See, our nation, my fellow Americans, was designed to prevent the few from gaining control of the many. And that doesn't just work for government officials, it works for all of us. So when we are mad, because we can't move the needle for liberty, because we have so few people, we need to understand the system is working as it's intended. Is it being used against us? Absolutely. Is it wrong? Without question. But is it reality and will it stay that way? Yes, because our system is designed that way. And then what patriots want to do is they want to somehow disrupt that narrative for their own benevolent causes. Again, a mistake. What, they, what the conservatives say is, let's get the military involved then. Let's crack down and arrest the criminals. Let's... But now what you're doing is jettisoning the checks and balances in America, 
and you're trying to use some higher level tribunal or some status of a king or the like, an elite few, backed by military might to get your will. Well, what's to stop the liberals from doing that? What's to stop the other guys from creating a, a grand jury, a common law grand jury, and indicting? And then what stops the judge during the executioner mentality? What stops the mob mentality? The opposite. One is like kingship, dictatorship, judge, jury, and executioner. The other one's kind of like anarchy takes the cake. The masses rule. Neither makes sense in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. We have a constitutional republic, and that's checks and balances. And when the few can't move the needle, it's by design. Education is key. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A possible Alaska airline strike is looming. This is the last day for pilots to vote on whether to walk out or not. The 3,100-member union says they're looking for better scheduling flexibility and job security. Nineteen students and at least two adults are confirmed dead after a lone 18-year-old gunman walked into a Uvalde, Texas elementary school and opened fire on Tuesday. Robb Elementary School is located about 85 miles west of San Antonio. The shooter was engaged with law enforcement, but he still entered the unlocked school where he entered several classrooms and started shooting. Texas Department of Public Safety, Lieutenant Chris Oliveras on KSAT 12. At that point, when law enforcement arrived, they made entry into the school in which a suspect exchanged gunfire with law enforcement. Multiple officers were hit by gunfire by the suspect. The suspect was killed by a Border Patrol agent. USA Radio News. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Bounds of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Bounds of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code USA. Primaries on Tuesday, GOP Governor Brian Kemp easily defeated former Senator David Perdue. GOP Representative Jody Heiss in his bid to unseat Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger fell short. Former University of Georgia football legend Herschel Walker dominated the state's Republican nomination for U.S. Senate. And Texas Land Commissioner George P. Bush lost his primary challenge to unseat Attorney General Ken Paxton. UCLA has agreed to pay hundreds of millions of dollars. The University of California system has agreed to pay $375 million to more than 300 women who said they were sexually abused by a longtime UCLA gynecologist. The announcement Tuesday brings total payouts by the university in lawsuits against Dr. James Heap to nearly $700 million. That's the largest amount paid by a public university in a wave of sexual misconduct scandals 
scandals involving campus doctors. That's Katie Lewis reporting. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So I'm making the point that, ladies and gentlemen, our system is designed for the few not to be able to take control. And I know you want to wrest control from the thugs, the deep state, which we consider the few, but it's not really a few when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you got 435 members of Congress, and then you've got 100 members of the Senate, and then you've got the president and the courts. You know, you've got close to 600 people. And then you've got all the enabling people that they appoint and they hire as congressional staffs. You know, let's say each congressional staff has five, ten staff members, whatever the number be. So now you've got 6,000 people, kind of a range, right? And then, you know, that's only on the federal level. And you say, Sam, there's way more government officials than that. I know. There's hundreds of thousands. I get it. But I'm just telling you, um, it's not really the few that are controlling. How many people are there? at all levels of government in your, quote, service. Think about it on the federal level, several hundred thousand, some say up to a million or whatever. How many people are on your state level? How many states are there? 50 times whatever. How many counties? 3,000 plus. There's like 3,081 counties in America about. Okay, And you put all that together and you say, how many people are we talking about that are in government? Elected, appointed, whatever you want to say. Confirmed. Advice and consent provided, whatever. Okay, it's it's a couple of million people. Now, percentage-wise, according to the nation of 330 million people, it's not very many. I get it. But I also get that it's a couple of million. Now, what if a couple of million, what if we take now my example of 75,000 in my county, what if we took a couple of million Americans and they were absolutely eternally vigilant? meaning they were on fire for the sacred cause of liberty. They understood the proper role of government. They understood the checks and balances, and they applied their knowledge to the proper role of limited government and accountability and transparency relentlessly. Now what do you think would happen? Let's just take the IRS to make my point. The IRS is one of the most evil, satanic, perverted, Judge, jury, and executioner institutions we've got in America today. It's abusive, it's hostile, it's hate-filled, and uh, you know what? It turns us all into literally IRS slaves, right? Should I let you know how I really feel? <laughs> all right. So, uh, but all I'm telling you is, what if, a, what if 2 million Americans literally said we've had enough of the IRS? And we are going to literally uh, put a dollar a day in uh, to beating, shutting down the IRS. So 2 million Americans, a dollar a day from each American. Now you've got $2 million a day. Let me put that in perspective for you. $60 million a month. Almost a billion dollars a year. Right? And what if you use that to relentlessly hammer in the media the evils of and the effort to shut down the IRS. And all we really ask for is two million people to do a dollar a day, and then for people to take that money and then work in the media, would be providing jobs even, to jettison this unconstitutional, abusive, hostile, hate-filled terrorist organization known as the IRS. Right? Now, imagine we take this next step and we say, in addition to a dollar a day, 
We're going to get really radical. We're going to send a postcard of love to the IRS. We're going to tell them how much we love them every day. I love you. I can't wait till you're shut down and the criminals that run you are in prison. And what if we created postcards like that? And 2 million Americans sent a postcard every single day to the IRS. Now you're going to basically pay, what, 50 cents or a dollar for your postcard every day. You're going to spend a dollar a day for the money to fuel the engine of media uh, and to focus on this thing. And now you're really committed to $2 a day, 2 million Americans. Now what do you got? You got 2 million postcards going to the IRS every single day. That's 14 million postcards a week, ladies and gentlemen. That's 60 million postcards a month times that t- times 10 months. That's 600 million postcards. And I forgot about the two months. Maybe we give them a break for Christmas. I don't know. But all I'm telling you is when you send almost a billion postcards saying you want to shut down the IRS, you would absolutely paralyze the post office. You would absolutely bury Congress in paperwork. And you would absolutely have everybody in the nation know of your campaign. It would be impossible to ignore it. Absolutely, literally, utterly, completely impossible to ignore it. And now we would be getting someone's attention. Yeah. Coordinated efforts, ladies and gentlemen. It's called synergism, if you haven't heard of it. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? This is something that we can and ought to do. Now, I'm not saying that we need to do this exact example. But my point is when it comes to vote fraud, election fraud, the abuse of an IRS or another given government agency, look, we need enough of us to make a difference. Right? And what if then those 2 million people started sending postcards to their members of Congress saying, look, if you don't get rid of the IRS tomorrow, we are going to fire you. You Look, we can replace all 435 members of you in one election cycle should we choose. See, power, ladies and gentlemen, comes from the people. Authority comes from elections. Okay? And the two together is where we can move mountains. The two together are where we can move mountains. Let me tell you the problem. Americans don't have enough faith in this process. They don't. You say, what is faith, Sam? Faith is a hope in things that are true that are not seen. Let me say that again. Faith is a hope in things that are true that are not seen. So in other words, faith is blind, right? For us all, you got to have hope in these things. You got to take a step into the darkness. Now, what about a hope in things? A hope in Christ is great faith. Faith, according to the scriptures, can move mountains. So how do you understand faith? How do you use faith? How do you make faith grow? You got to ask yourself, is faith a noun or is faith a verb? See, because in the Bible, we're taught that faith without works is dead. So does that mean it's a verb? Well, no, it's really a noun, but if you activate it, it becomes very verbesque. By the way, is verbesque a word? Just curious. Uh, but what takes this noun faith and makes it a verb? Action, baby. Well, that's what we need in America. We need faith in the system. That's trust, by the way. We need faith in the system, and then we need to make our faith whole by our action. That's what gives faith its wings, if you will. 
you say, Sam, that's great, but, uh, you know, faith is hard to understand. It's one of those simple things. It's one of the most simple fundamental basics of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's also one of the most complicated. Prophets and apostles and scriptorians and, and experts and theologians have debated and discussed and, and learned about and studied faith together for centuries, right? So I've got a couple of ideas that might be helpful in terms of what faith is and how to activate faith. Um, faith is authority given to us by God, uh, authority to believe in him, to trust in him, to turn to him. Uh, but that's made actionable by our efforts, by our agency. You know, God, biblically speaking, says, if ye lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who will give to all men liberally and abradeth not, the scriptures say. All right, so that means, look, you got to trust that God will answer you, and then you got to take your trust and put it into action, and you got to pray. And if you have trust in God and pray hard, he says he will answer you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you what you lack. And that's faith in action, ladies and gentlemen. So I kind of think of faith a little bit like Coca-Cola. You say, what, Sam? Yeah, it's a little bit like Coca-Cola and a little bit like a great steak. Why is it like Coca-Cola? Because I believe there's secret ingredients to faith. Like the secret ingredients, none of us supposedly know the Coke recipe. Now, some say that it's been released now, but we don't know if it's really the true Coke recipe or if it's got all the ingredients or not, and we'll never know. But I believe that faith has a recipe to it, and I believe there are secret ingredients in that recipe, and that's why faith's kind of like Coke. I'll give you a couple of the ingredients, a couple of the secret ingredients even, but you must discover some of them yourself. That's what takes faith and gives it real mojo, real power. God gives it the power, but he promises us that we can unlock it if we do certain things, right? That's right. So faith is important. It's like, a little, it's like Coca-Cola in that it's got a secret recipe to some degree. Why is Coke like a great steak, you say? Well, it's interesting. When you go check out barbecue websites and chat groups and everything else, you know, to create a great steak, you got to do a gazillion things. you got to marinate it in whatever ingredients for a certain amount of time, and you got to this and you got to that. And super complicated. I submit to you that faith isn't that complicated. That's one of the secret ingredients is to understand that faith isn't some complicated thing that you can never understand. It's not so complicated that you can never utilize it. That's not how it is. Faith is simple. When we get back, I'll continue in seconds. I am Sam Bushman, and I've got great hope in the greatest country on the face of the earth. That hope, that desire is the start of faith. I am Sam Bushman. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. 
I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman talking about the sacred principle of faith, one of the most fundamental principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but relating to the proper of limited government, I think it has application as well. We need to have faith in this country. Uh, we need to pray to God Almighty and then go to work. That's faith in action. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says, and I believe it. So, ladies and gentlemen, faith is kind of like Coke. There's secret ingredients to it, which I'll get to in a second. Faith is also like a good steak, as I mentioned to you. Everybody wants to seek after the most complicated, great steak they can create. But you know what? If you go to the finest restaurants in the world, let's say you go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, or you go to uh, some of these um, – uh, Brazilian kind of restaurants, or in other words, the meat expert, so to speak, or you go to some of these Mexican places where some of the meats are just the best you've ever had. Nine times out of ten, you know what they say to you when you say, what's on your steak? They just say salt. I kid you not, salt, that's it. So believe it or not, the best meat is cooked with the least amount of ingredients, and I say that's why faith is like steak, because it's not complicated like the Coke recipe. Uh, it is simple, like a great steak. There are secret ingredients to faith, but faith doesn't have that many ingredients. I think faith starts with a hope, a belief in Christ, a belief in and a hope in things that are true but that you can't see. And I believe that faith grows when you take action, when you make your faith real and concrete by your action. Okay? So if I want to, um, you know, get stronger, I need to exercise. And I can't just sit there and hope that I'm going to get stronger. That hope is wonderful. That desire that leads to hope or hope that leads to desire, whichever way you want to say it, uh, eventually it's got to lead to action. And that's where faith, the noun, turns into faith, the verb, if you will. Uh, because when action, that makes your faith whole. So if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You hope God will answer. Then you get on your knees and pray to him, and you say, Heavenly Father, I love thee, and I lack wisdom. Can you help me with my lack of knowledge, with my lack of understanding, with my lack of whatever? And if you ask in the name of Jesus Christ, he will tell you these things. Well, I bring this up because that's what makes faith whole, that action, right? Well, the same thing is true in America. 
what are we as Americans doing to turn to God Almighty, the author of our liberty, the real founder of our nation? And what are we doing to have faith in the system that our founding fathers put together? Most people are spending time going, let's work on a con-con. Well, that's just destructive of, in my opinion, America. It's a con. And it's not going to help us to try to build a better mousetrap, a new way. The old way works if we apply it. Okay? We need to have faith in the system. And then we need to make our faith whole by activating our efforts and those efforts of the people around us. Okay? And I'm convinced that we're not going to move the needle towards election fraud resolution or IRS abuse resolution or any of the things that confront us today if we don't act as Americans in concert with one another with the prize in mind. What's the prize? Liberty for all of us. It isn't a left-right discussion. It isn't a black-white discussion. It isn't a male-female discussion. It isn't a gay-straight discussion. It isn't any of these divide-fault lines, whether you believe in election fraud uh, occurred or vote fraud occurred or you believe that it did not, whether you believe your neighbor's psychotic because he believes different than you politically. None of those things are relevant. What is relevant is to understand that we're all children of Almighty God. We should treat each other such and be civil in our actions and our interactions with one another. And then we should apply the principles that made America great. Simple application of the principles starts with faith. Faith in that they can and will work. Then it leads to action. Action to ensure that they work. So now i got my exercise plan together. I hope it will work. I believe it will work. Now I'm going to put action in place. And then over time, I can get feedback on my work, on my efforts. Well, I submit to you, faith is the same way, and that's one of the secret ingredients to faith. It's called the circle of faith is what I call it, where you step into the unknown. You have blind hope that something is accurate, right, correct, but eventually the Lord rewards you with, God rewards you with results of faith. So I'll give you an example. Tithing is a great example of this. God in the Bible says, I'll prove you herewith. Pay your tithing, and you see if the windows of heaven will be opened and blessings poured, about, poured down upon your head to the point where there will be not room enough to receive. So I then trust God, and I pay my tithing. I pay 10% of my earnings to God. And then I watch, and you know what? My life goes better. I have more money after paying God his portion than I did before. I know that I have less money. Okay, if I have $1,000 and I pay 10% of it to my tithing, I understand that I only have $900, okay? Don't don't have you mathematicians call me and say, Sam, you're ignorant. There's less money in your hand. I get it. But I am telling you, from experience, from having hope in and faith in the principle of tithing, that if I take $1,000 and give 10% to God, now I only have $900 in my hand, I know from experience that $900 somehow – Profits me, rewards me, prospers me. I'm not sure what words to use here. Better than the $1,000 would have. So I know that on paper it's only 900 bucks, and I have less money. But somehow the Lord makes my money go further. Somehow the blessings come. Somehow the windows of heaven are opened on my behalf. Now, I don't know God's ways. God's ways are not my ways. I understand that, that I'm just a mere mortal, and I don't – 
I don't really understand all the uh, eternal laws behind the principles because I'm immortal and I, I don't know that I can understand all that yet. Someday, maybe. Depends on how I behave, you know. If I uh, am obedient. Oh, by the way, that's another secret ingredient to faith, obedience. You've got to be obedient to the commandments of God if you want him to pour these blessings down upon you, just like the principle of tithing. You've got to be willing, ladies and gentlemen, to put your money where your mouth is, to step into the unknown and trust. Trust is another secret ingredient. You've got to have trust in God to the point of obedience. Then if you have obedience, you turn your hope into faith by action, praying to God Almighty, and then getting up and going to work. And as your faith is made whole through action, you'll start to see the results of your faith. And it's kind of like a circle. It's kind of like a flywheel. The more you press on that, the more it spins, the faster it goes. That's how your faith can spiral upwards. If you remember the Lord your God, or spiral downwards if you forget your God and turn your back on your God, faith goes away. Well, miracles can be done by God, but he only does miracles among the faithful. Where there is no faith, there are no miracles, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I have faith and I believe in miracles. This is what we need to get back in America. This is the mojo that we lack. This is the hope. This is the solution. It starts with faith, faith in God, faith in family, faith in country. And you say, Sam, I'm not as religious as you are. I understand maybe this, that's true. But I'm telling you, we better get more religion in America. We better get more morality in America. George Washington taught those are the two great supports for a stable, civilized, moral nation that looks beyond government to God Almighty for answers. Are we that kind of a people? Do we want to be that kind of a people? Are we willing to be obedient to be that kind of a people? See, I think one of the secret ingredients to faith is prayer as well. Prayer to know what to have faith in. Faith in all things are not equal. Faith that Sam Bushman's going to make a, a billion dollars tomorrow isn't faith. It's poppycock. Not only is it ridiculous, but why would God grant that to me? What benefit does that really have to build God's kingdom on the earth? Now, it's okay to seek for riches to bless other people. But when am I seeking riches for the right reasons versus when am I off target? You got to be very careful there, see? So faith is a belief in, a hope in things that are not seen, which are true. And I believe as we're, we're before our maker, in humble prayer, we can be guided, even, even asking God, what should we pray for? Lord, what should I pray for? Lord, how do I use my talents to bless the greatest country on the face of the earth? How do I make a difference in the culture war? How do I make a difference to... Uh, Reject the deep state. How do I turn to God? How do I focus on the family? See, we need to turn to our families as well and strengthen one another and teach one another and encourage each other to have faith. And pretty soon when you get done with this broadcast, you're not all discouraged and melting down and frustrated and angry and, and ready to go to war. You're saying in your heart and in your mind, I want to be a godly person. I want to be a true follower of Christ. I want to have faith sufficient to repentance. And as I repent, then God can pour down blessings upon me. Lord, what next principle will you teach me? And I believe God can be the great tutor of each of us individually. He knows you. 
He loves you. He's aware of who you are. And he's aware of your struggles. He's aware of your challenges. He's aware of your concerns. He's aware of your fear. He's aware of all those things. But fear can be turned into faith. If you have hope. And then if you let that hope drive you to action, to replace fear with faith. The more you pray, the more faith you'll have. The more you trust in God Almighty, the more faith you'll have. The more you have obedience to his commandments, the greater trust and the greater faith you will have. The more that faith leads you to repent daily. Again, you will qualify for the blessings of God Almighty, not because of your own merits, because of his merits, but because he's asked you to do those things. See, when we obey and do what God asks us, have no other gods before me. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Honor thy father and thy mother. Keep the Sabbath day holy. These are commandments that he gives us, directions. And it's not that we have any merit of our own when we do these things. But we show him we love him as we keep his commandments and we dedicate our lives to him. The question that I leave you with on this broadcast today, will you let God prevail in your life? Will you try to make your will his will? Will you let your will be swallowed up in the will of the Father as our Savior Jesus Christ did and set the example? Will you decide to be a disciple of Christ today? A follower, a disciple? Um, These are things that I believe we need in America. We need to return to these fundamental realities, these basic eternal principles. And if we do, I believe that the nation will be assured, a stable nation, a blessed nation, a nation of God-fearing people for generations to come. But if we don't, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be very fun as we await the Savior's return. It'll be a very dark future very dark days will be ahead you have your agency the choice is individually yours i for one will be on the lord's side who thanks for being alongside for the ride hopefully it was educational and entertaining how do you start out with vote fraud and end up with faith it's only on one place liberty roundtable live there's no other talk show on the planet like it libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net spread the word share the love it's free donate liberally if you can every penny will grow our efforts as we tell the tale of liberty, truth tellers on your radio. Six days a week, two hours a day. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 25th in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always 
to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Last hour, quickly, I talked about this press release from the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Yes, indeed, we need to investigate election fraud and voter fraud all around the country. This is serious, and we need to build confidence and faith in the system. And the only way to do that is to ensure that there is not vote fraud continuing going forward. In addition, we talked last hour about faith and hope and trust in the principles that our founding fathers gave us, the greatest country on the face of the earth. That leads into our guest today. You know, we need to have faith in America, but we need to go to work and ensure that America stays on the right track. And we can do that as the people individually in many ways through the ballot box and a whole lot more but also through those whom we elect. Well, we need to keep an eye on those who we elect, don't we? We need to have incredible, what I would call congressional oversight. Thus, our guest, his name is Mark Tap Tapscott, and Mark is a congressional reporter for theepictimes.com, or epochtimes.com if you prefer. Uh, Mark Tapscott, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, quickly, just tell us a little bit about you, Mark, uh, about your life and how you got involved with the Epic Times. Well, it's a long story, and I'm sure you don't have time to hear it all, but I'll just give you the 30-second version. Um, I came to Washington, D.C. in 1976, hoping to help Ronald Reagan become president. Uh, we did that in 1980, and I served in his administration as a political appointee for a little more than five years. And then I decided to get an honest job and became, of all things, a journalist. <laughs> became a journalist, and I've been covering national politics and the White House and Congress uh, ever since then. I've been with the Epoch Times for a little over three years. Let's talk a That's little bit about story. The... That's and my story. That's my story, and I'm it. sticking to it. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do this, Mark, if you, if you don't mind. Uh, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the changes that you've seen since the Reagan days. Uh, I know we kind of ran off the rails with George Bush a bit, uh, and then with uh, some of the other guys uh, quite a bit. Uh, but Donald Trump brought a lot of it back in many ways. Uh, what do you what do you see as a change overall in the last uh, several decades? I think the most uh, the most serious um, change, at least in terms of the um, the cultural air, if you will, uh, here in in the nation's capital. Um, the partisanship, it's always been partisan. You know, it's, it's a myth that, that America's government was at some point not partisan. It's always been partisan. But in the last, I don't and, know. And by the way, Mark, years, not, not to interrupt, but it always will be partisan, though. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing because that's a reflection of the fact that we, as individual citizens, get to make choices. Um, about what kind of government and who we want to have in government. But it's it's gotten to the point in recent years that um, 
there before was an underlying commitment to finding a compromise to serve the public interest, um, the common good, if you will, that, you know, made it possible for people who didn't otherwise agree to come to some kind of agreement as to how to go forward. That's That sense is not here so much anymore. And as a result, it's one of the major reasons, it's not the only reason, but it's one of the major reasons why Congress has such difficulty getting anything done these days. That's a serious problem. I think the other thing most noticeable is um, in 1976, when I first came up here, it was not unusual for people to uh, make a public statement about their Christian faith. Um, people today, uh, on Capitol Hill especially, have a, a lot of Christians have a real reluctance to do that because, frankly, the cultural air has become so much more hostile to uh, Christian faith. So I'd, I'd say those are the two biggest changes I've seen. Yes, sir. That means all the greater need to uh, stand uh, in faith, to um, express Christian viewpoints and Christian uh understanding in the culture war. I think that's critical to do. We don't have to be confrontational about it, but we do need to be insistent that we don't jettison that in the public square. I think that's one critical uh, thing we need to advocate for. The other thing I, I really think is interesting, you know, um, Barack Obama uh, and Joe Biden and others have, have kind of talked about this unity idea. And as you mentioned, the partisanship, I don't know that we're going to end up with unity per se, but I think it starts with a civility. And I think we've civility. we've lost civility here in America is the biggest problem. We can't even talk anymore hardly, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Civility is 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 a much better word. I, you're right. You're much more accurate than I am. And that's really what I was getting at: the ability to agree or disagree in an amiable manner and then find a way forward. We don't do that now. That's what we want to advocate for, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to see my website on this, callforcivility.com is where you can learn more. Callforcivility.com. Because I believe that's what we need in America. Look, if we're ever going to have unity, if we're even with our partisanship, if we're ever going to move forward and link arms and, and accomplish anything, it's going to start with mutual respect and kindness uh, and dignity. Uh, it's going to start with this area, era of civility. Um, that's how it's going to start, folks, to bring this back. As we do so, Mark, you're keeping an eye on Congress for us, right? Well, <laughs> we try. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, 435, actually 535, if you count the Senate, yes, of sir. them. and Not, not to mention all their staffs, us. right? And about, uh, about 20,000 people who work for um, either individual senators and representatives or committees or congressional agencies. So it's, it's a bunch of folks up here, and they have tremendous power. And thank you, God, that we have an independent press, or at least we're supposed to have an independent news media to um, accurately and objectively report what they're doing and what they're not doing. And that's what we try to do at the Epoch Times is to give a full and accurate and uh, factual account of what is going on in this place. And there's a lot of folks in this town that don't want that to happen, so it becomes a real challenge uh, from one day to the next. Did I lose you?
Just keep talking. All right. I've never had a problem doing that. <laughs> Sam, I hope you can hear me. We are, um, uh, my particular focus is on congressional oversight issues, uh, congressional oversight and investigation issues. Uh, I also like to keep a, a good eye on um, particular senators and representatives. Um, most of the time, that's Republicans who are doing things, trying to do things, introducing legislation and so forth, to call the um, executive branch, especially the bureaucracy, uh, to account for what they're doing. If you read the Constitution closely, you will notice that, for example, Congress is created by the first article of the Constitution. There's a reason for that. It's the representative, most representative branch of our government, and the founders intended it to be um, the most important, if you will. And if you continue reading the Constitution carefully, you'll notice that uh, the founders gave Congress the, you might call it the ultimate weapon uh, in any showdown with either the executive branch or the judicial branch, and that's the ability to determine whether or not an activity that somebody in government wants to do is going to be funded or not. If Congress doesn't like something the president is doing, all Congress has to do is to stop funding it. Uh, and that used to be a not uncommon thing in Congress. It's a very uncommon thing nowadays because Congress basically will fund anything you ask them to. Um, okay, Sam, you're back. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for your patience. It's a, it's a long story. We're testing some technology, and I'm on the road, and so there's a couple of glitches, but thanks for your patience. And I think you're right, Mark. When we look at this thing, Congress will fund anything that the big lobby presses for, uh, whatever that yeah. lobbying is. What they don't do is where the American people, when we don't put up money or, or, or literally uh, get their attention day in and day out, we're the ones that end up getting ignored, right? That's unfortunately too often the, uh, the case. You know, we have a situation these days with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, um, inflation that has been caused primarily by the incredible spending that um, both the Congress and the President have done uh, in the last couple of years. And you get inflation when you have too much money in the system, and that's what we've got. Let's talk about it more in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Mark. He's a congressional reporter for the Epoch Times, theepochtimes.com. And we'll talk more in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Regrets? Oh, we're all going to have them. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. At some point, you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all going to have regrets, but talking too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Tapscott with us, man. He's a, he's an Epic Times reporter, theepictimes.com. He's a correspondent for the Washington uh, area and Congress. <laughs> I'm laughing because he wrote an article that's at the Epic Times right now that's incredible. And Mark Tapscott um, has caught a congressional um, – I guess she's in uh, Florida. Her name is Val Demings, and I guess she found a way to be in two places at the same time, Mark? Yeah, almost literally, um, if you count being in two places at once virtually, um, that's pretty much what she did. And it was um, it was it was a violation of the rules of Congress that were put in place when the uh, covid pandemic began. You may recall how Speaker Nancy Pelosi um, decided as a supposedly temporary measure to allow members of Congress to uh, both uh, give their proxies to a member. Uh, If they couldn't be physically present on the floor to vote, they could give their proxy to a member who was, and they could participate in congressional hearings uh, on a virtual basis by uh, a Zoom connection, for example. Well, Demings, who is running for the Senate, she's uh, hoping to defeat uh, Senator Marco Rubio, she decided that since she had a hearing at the same time as she had a scheduled campaign event, she would be present virtually at the uh, congressional hearing and physically at the campaign event simultaneously. And it really got uh, complicated at one point when the congressional hearing was hearing the campaign event. And even the chairman of the congressional committee, who's I don't recall which one it was now at the the moment, uh, got pretty exasperated with Demings. (laughs) Um, She got caught, and we reported it. Uh, You're the only one that really reported this, though, huh? I think so. I think so. And that's that's not unusual. Um, 
you know, we look for the stories that um, ABC and CBS and the Washington Post, the New York Times, that they are not inclined to report. And so consequently, for you guys to report unique stories, but that that underscores the problem, though, doesn't it? Well, it does, because I made reference earlier uh, in the program to um, the fact that we still are supposed to have an independent media and we do still have um, many, many, uh, especially Internet based media sources that are independent. But the traditional big guys, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the three networks and so forth, um, they have very much become, rather than news sources, um, opinion disguised as news or dressed up as news. And that's a serious thing because they decide what to report and what not to report. And frequently what they decide not to report is very important things that Congress is or is not doing and that the American people have a right to know about. Now, how she got caught doing this is kind of interesting too, Mark. Uh, Why don't you explain that? She was trying to do both things virtually, and she started talking to the uh, one group and got overheard by the (laughs) other group by mistake, right? Yeah. um, As it happened, I was – uh, watching the hearing, uh, uh, video of the hearing. This was a couple of days after it took place. And all of a sudden, you hear these people um, who clearly are not either members of the committee or the witnesses testifying. And they are talking about things that have nothing to do with, <laughs> with the hearing. They're talking about the campaign against Marco Rubio. And that was at that point that the chairman got pretty upset. Uh, with Demings. So I noticed what was going on and reported it. Now, I guess some people got mad about this file and ethics complaint. Where's that going to go? What's that going to do, you think? Well, the Foundation for um, uh, Accountability and Civic Trust, which is a public interest law firm, um, Matthew Whitaker, who was the acting attorney general at the end of the Trump administration, uh, is the founder of uh, FACT, is the um, um, abbreviation for it. They filed an ethics complaint with the House Ethics Committee, and if you follow Congress at all, you know that nine times out of ten, the Ethics Committee is where ethics complaints go to die because nothing ever happens. Uh, and I suspect that that's going to be the case with this one. Uh, Pelosi probably spoke privately to Demings, you know, don't do that again. And that would that would be the end of it. But even if that's the even if that's how it um is 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 done, that still is a warning to other members of Congress that, you know, you gotta be you, you can't just do these things and not expect at least some consequences. The rules are there for a reason. Yeah, that you're actually paying attention to the business that you're voting on, you mean? Exactly. Uh, We don't send (laughs) members of Congress to Congress to get reelected. We send them to represent us, and that's their first priority, and frankly, it should be their only priority. And and the reason I'm laughing, Mark, isn't because I think it's funny. I think it's very serious, and I think it's wrong. The the only reason I'm laughing is because this just typifies for all the world to see – 
based on the incredible article you wrote from theepictimes.com that nobody else seemed to pick up. Now, I guarantee if it was Donald Trump or if it was some you know, conservative Republican or something like that, this would have been all over the news, Mark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would have been. And that's exactly what I'm talking about uh, with the major media outlets no longer being news sources, but rather opinion sources. Um, there is very clearly a double standard in the way they decide to report on uh, events and statements and so forth. And invariably, it favors uh, Democrats and disfavors uh, or ignores Republicans. And, and if a, if and a Republican did this, there'd be calls for censure. There might even be calls for resignation. Who knows how far it would go, but I guarantee it wouldn't be completely ignored. No, it would not. And it would be reported in all of the the um, major places. Well, thank heavens for the Epic Times bringing this up. And I brought it up because it's a little bit comical. At the same time, I also think that there needs to be accountability for this kind of stuff, though, uh, because you're not just not paying attention. That's one problem. But in my opinion, the bigger problem is you are literally merging your campaigning with your congressional duties. In other yeah, words, which is illegal. you're campaigning during official House proceedings, sir. Yeah, and that's illegal. You can't do that. <laughs> well, you apparently can, Mark. <laughs> well, she did, but I, sus I, I suspect that uh, it'll be a long time before she tries something like that again. I, Amen, and I, I and I hope you're right, and I hope for accountability here on this. And again, I hope that it, either way on both sides of the aisle, we treat it the same. This is the civility coming out now. I hope we can yeah. obey the rules together and agree that it's not a partisan discussion, but it's an, it's an obedience to the rules. The rules are there for a reason discussion, and we expect fidelity uh, to those rules by those who swear an oath um, to be yeah. part of them. And, and, uh, and, and fidelity and faithfulness to the people who you are supposed to represent. Amen, sir. All right, we've only got a minute or two left, Mark. I know you've got to fly right at the bottom of the hour. Is there anything else we should know that's going on on Capitol Hill that we the people can be engaged in or help with? Well, it's Memorial Day weekend coming, so the Congress is off. Uh, the Senate is still in, but it'll be out after uh, Thursday late. Uh, so they're going to be off for two weeks. They're going to be back home. They will be having meetings with constituents. And I would encourage all of your listeners to um, find out where your congressmen and your senators are going to be uh, in public gatherings and go talk to them. Tell them what you think. Tell them what you expect. Tell them what your problems are and ask them what they're going to do about it. That's what they're paid to do. That's what they're paid to do, and that's what they've sworn an oath to do, right? Yes, exactly. All right, Mark, what's the best way for us to keep an eye on what you're, what you're doing? Epoch Times, that's one word, E-P-O-C-H-T-I-M-E-S dot com. And uh, I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of folks who work for the Epoch Times that are really doing great, wonderful journalism, and they deserve to be followed. Amen to that. Thank the folks at the Epoch Times for me. Spread the word, share the love, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Tapscott with us. We hope you have a delightful holiday as well, and uh, hopefully you can go talk to your congressmen and senators too, right? Amen. Thank you, Mark. All righty, Sam. Have a great day. 
There he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, he does a great job, and his columns are, are great, though. Think about this. This congressional rep literally got caught, a Democrat from Florida, attending two things at once. By the way, one of the Ten Commandments when you do things like that that you're not supposed to is thou shalt press mute. Just saying. This is Sam Bushman and Liberty Roundtable Live. the land you're listening to liberty news radio usa radio news with lance pride as many as 50,000 migrants are waiting in mexico shelters for a chance to illegally enter the united states thinking title 42 was going to expire when it didn't they were caught off guard and will continue to wait an 18-year-old gunman opened fire Tuesday at a Texas elementary school, killing at least 19 children at Robb Elementary School, 85 miles west of San Antonio. Uvalde, Texas, School District Superintendent Hal Harrell on Tuesday. This was a tragic and senseless event today, and my, my heart was broke today. Our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with all our families as we go through this, this day and days to come. Again, my heart was broken today. We're a small community, and we will need your prayers to get us through this. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints sets them apart. Call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS. IRS debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. Walmart is apologizing for a new flavor of ice cream called Juneteenth, which is sparking criticism that the company is trying to cash in on the holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. However, we received feedback that a few items cause concern for some of our customers, and we sincerely apologize. End quote. A former gynecologist at UCLA is costing the school hundreds of millions of dollars. The University of California system has agreed to pay $375 million to more than 300 women who said they were sexually abused by a longtime UCLA gynecologist. The announcement Tuesday brings total payouts by the university in lawsuits against Dr. James Heap to nearly $700 million. That's the largest amount paid by a public university in a wave of sexual misconduct scandals involving campus doctors. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. Hi, 
All right, back on your radio, Sam Bushman, ladies and gentlemen. Last half hour, we had a Mark Capscott doing a great job from theepictimes.com. He's a congressional reporter. He literally caught a Florida Democrat congresswoman literally campaigning while she's at hearings, virtually attending both, forgetting to mute herself, literally, literally spewing her campaigning audio in a vent right into the... The House committee meeting, just insanity on steroids. It's illegal to do that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. Look, the mainstream press didn't report on it, so you probably don't even know about it unless you watch the Epoch Times and keep track of what Mark's doing. These reporters deserve your financial support. They deserve you following them. Because, man, I'm telling you right now, the the news services that are doing a great job, WND.com has been my favorite for a long time. The EpochTimes.com doing a phenomenal job, one of my favorites from – forever um the new american magazine again just a, a wonderful news organization uh there's several of them the daily wire's good what mike lindell and those guys are doing over there at frank speech is good the new donald trump truth social is doing a great job uh, we're able to get the word out via um rumble and a variety of other uh, video services the folks over at brighteon tv and brighteon radio they have Brighty on social as well. I'm just telling you, great people doing phenomenal things. Mike, um, well, the health ranger, Mike Adams, uh, and Alan Keyes, and the folks there doing a phenomenal job carrying this radio program as well. Look, we have got to spend our time rubbing shoulders with and spending time with these people that are just doing tremendous work. And this is what I mean when I spend all last hour talking about faith, talking about action, talking about deciding that we're going to make a difference by what we do and see ladies and gentlemen mark capscott had highlighted look congress the house and the senate they are coming home for the what memorial day weekend and uh, it's time to meet with them they're going to be holding meetings they're going to be talking to the public it's time for you to bring up whatever issues are on your mind and i would recommend that you talk about vote fraud uh, I would recommend that you ask them about vote fraud and election fraud, and I would hope that you would tell them about the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, and our effort to truly help and promote and get involved in investigations of vote fraud. Uh, whether you believe vote fraud or not doesn't matter. See, So you ask them, hey, have you seen the 2000 Mules movie yet? If they haven't, say so you need to see this. If they have, you say, what do you think of it? Do you believe there's validity uh, to the evidence depicted in the documentary film? Uh, are you willing to help with investigations and focus on investigations? Are you willing to lend your support and write a statement in support of investigations? Because the CSPOA is collecting statements from public officials, and if it gets big enough, we'll break it down state by state, ladies and gentlemen. And if we have to, if it really takes wings county by county, we will get to the bottom of this. We will make a difference. Okay, this is what we're doing. Well, anyway, you can bring that up to them. You can also bring up to them, uh, separate from vote fraud, election fraud discussions, uh, you can bring up these mask mandates and these vaccine passport discussions. I say discussions because some are forced passport discussions. Some are voluntary passport discussions. Either way, though, we end up with a passport. We end up with HIPAA laws violated in our records for all to see. See, it used to be in your health realm, HIPAA is the law that would take – and look, it was virtually um, 
It's a cure. Okay, HIPAA laws prevented the free flow of information. It was security. It was privacy. And now that COCO has hit, we've jettisoned all that. And we say, well, we can ask if you're vaccinated, if you're not, if you've been tested, if you're not. We can put your name and your date and your social security number, uh, birth date and social security number and all these tidbits together with a, quote, QR code. Talk about insecure. A QR code that can literally then double down and display your health information to anybody who happens to stumble upon and or get your code. Shame on these criminals. Shame. And so we need to bring this up to Congress and say, look, all these forced mandates are wrong. You haven't passed a law congressionally that says these things, but they run around and tell you because President Biden wants it or because your state governor demands it or whatever else, that it's somehow the law. It is not the law. It is a dictate. It is a mandate, but it isn't law. We need to get this across to our Congress critters, to those who serve us. So that's something you might want to bring up to them. We just had tax day. The IRS was, what, April 15th, about a month ago, a little over. You're still working to pay your taxes, even though you already filed on tax day back in April 15th. You're still paying the piper on this one, right? So maybe it's time to bring up hey, that you're disgruntled with the IRS. I brought that up last hour, too. The unconstitutional criminal agency. Maybe it's time you bring up school board meetings to your representatives, congressmen and senators, and say, look, for some reason, somebody somewhere had <laughs> the FBI and the Justice Department looking at us parents and considering us to be terrorists or insurrectionists or something because we don't want perverted sex and perverted race discussions to be taught, communist principles to be taught in our schools. So we went down there peacefully to try to straighten that on out. And they literally called us terrorists. They literally went after us. Congress, are you going to do something about that to put a stop to that and hold accountable the IRS, hold accountable the CDC, hold accountable the Education Department, hold accountable the FBI and the CIA and the Justice Department? Are you going to rein in these people? They're out of control. You might want to bring those things up to them. What else might you bring up to them? Any idea? What about the pro-life issue, ladies and gentlemen? We know that Roe versus Wade is about to be decided in the courts, right? Coming up. We're waiting. Hopefully this summer we get an answer soon. We know that somebody leaked the information ahead of time to try to get an end run round uh, the truth on this, to, to somehow twist uh, Supreme Court case or Supreme Court justices' arms on this thing and to try to change the narrative. Is somebody going to really find out who did it and go after them and create accountability and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law for breaching the security of the courts? And furthermore, then, hey, what congressman, what senator are you willing to do on the national level to stand for pro-life? And what are you going to do then if Roe versus Wade does what they say and it becomes a, quote, state issue? Are you willing to advocate in our state, whatever state you're from? Advocate in our state to stand for pro-life like nobody's business. Follow states like Oklahoma, Idaho, Tennessee, you know, some of these states that are really trying to be pro-life, Mississippi, Texas, others. I know there's a glitch in a lot of the laws, and there's some things that in many of the laws that are being passed that I don't like. But as a whole, are we going to double down and protect pro-life or not? Uh, are we going to reject the pro-death agenda once and for all now in America? This is a window of opportunity that you and I need to jump through like nobody's business, right? So what are you going to do this weekend? What are you going to do when the holiday comes up on Monday? 
right? Are you just going to basically just have a big old barbecue and a party and uh, drink yourself into a stupor or whatever and do nothing? Or are you going to make this an opportunity to advocate for liberty? See? Where are you going to spend your time? I don't think you have to be crazy political all 24-7. Most of the ideas that I'm proposing aren't even political. To stand for the protection of uh, babies is not political. It's moral. To create concern regarding privacy over these HIPAA laws, it isn't political. It's moral. It's to say, look, privacy should happen when it comes to your personal health care and your personal data. It's a privacy concern. It's not a political concern. It's not a left-right paradigm discussion. It should be a concern to us all because who's going to get their hands on that information, and what are they going to do with it when they do? Serious concerns, right? Same thing with the IRS or whatever, the judge, jury, and executioner, the abuse of the IRS. It isn't political, right? They abuse people everywhere. There's no oversight. In fact, there's secret IRS courts. There's not standard court that you go to for a redress of grievance or or to have accountability for breaking a law or where you'd have a jury of your peers. That isn't what happens in IRS courts at all. So see, bringing these things up to your congressmen and your senators have merit, are necessary, should be routine. We shouldn't let the lobby, and I mentioned this last hour and I mentioned it in front of Mark as well, the American people don't have a lobby. They don't have money. Um, we just elect them and then think that they're off and doing our, our duty, doing our bidding, serving us. They're not. They're off getting manipulated by and swayed by and browbeat by um, those lobbies that have agendas that are against what we the people want and need most of the time. Very rarely do lobbyists push for what would be best for we the, the American people. So when your congressional critters come home, this is the time that you should speak to them and you should share your views with them and say, hey, something's got to change. And if you won't do it, we'll find somebody who will. But we need our greater numbers to be effectual. All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, final segment in seconds on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens. Can a country founded on God-given rights 
continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Time flies when you're having fun and telling the tale of truth, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, final segment, man. Wow. There's three things on the table in Davos, ladies and gentlemen. And I kind of want to ask you, are you willing to talk to your Congress critters about that? Hey, did you hear about the Davos meetings, Congressman, Senator? What do you think? Did you attend them? Did anybody from your staff attend them? Yeah. There's three primarily primary things that are being discussed in Davos. Climate change. The Russia-Ukraine war and cryptocurrencies. Hey, Congress, are you going to vote against cryptocurrencies, or are you going to let the government become the king crypto, huh? See, I don't think the government should be doing cryptocurrencies or fiat money at all. I think they ought to return to the constitutional currency of gold and silver, as our founders and as our supreme law of the land uh, expects. All right, how about climate change? Um, You know what? I'm not here to debate if climate change is real or not. What I'm here to say is that government federal government, general government, there is no constitutional provision for them to be involved in climate change at all, no matter how real or fake it may be. See, and oftentimes we want to debate if something's real or if it's fake. Oh, I don't believe in climate change. Oh, I think it's real. Go back and forth. That isn't the debate. That's the Hegelian dialectic used against you, where the only answer is government. Yeah, you get a conflict, the only person to resolve it is government, right? See, that's the, the, the red herring, the false nomer, or the misnomer, the false premise. What we need to do is say, look, I don't care if climate change is real or not. The federal government, the general government has no authority to enact or be involved there. And as a result, not only do they have no authority, but we the people are going to make sure they don't have the power either. How about the Russia-Ukraine war? Can you help Biden stand down, Congressman? Can you help Joe Biden quit being a warmonger? Can you help him quit backing the military-industrial complex? by sending literally billions and billions and billions of dollars into the theater of war around the world, unprovoked, without justification, an immoral, unjust expenditure of the people's treasury. A congressman, senator, will you help me stop that? See, those three key issues in Davos are critical to bring up to your congressmen and senators as well. All right, enough on that, but I hope you do something when they come home. All right, I want to talk about a heart specialist. He sees now many more cases of heart inflammation since the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Uh, They say COVID vaccine blood clot issue is also serious. And he says that blood clot issue may be in the hundreds. But believe it or not, the heart issues now are in the thousands. He's a cardiologist, by the way. 
Dr. Sanjay Verma is his name. And he's saying, look, since the cocoa hit and the vaccines took off, I'm seeing all kinds of blood clots, all kinds of heart inflammation, heart abnormalities. And it's a serious problem indeed. Yeah, but again, all they'll do is marginalize the doctor and shut him down unless we, the people, give that doctor power. How do we give him power? By saying, look, you're not going to dismiss this. So bring this up to your congressman. Hey, congressman, Dr. Sanjay Vorma literally says we're having all kinds of heart problems and blood clot, blood clot problems from the vaccines. Can you launch an investigation into what's happening here? Will you come on record and stand up about this, uh, articulating and representing us to say that it's a great concern? See if one person or two people or five people go to the congressman, not going to do much. But I'm telling you, if 10,000 people were to bend the ear of the congressman and say, listen to me, this is serious indeed. You've got to do something. You think we could move the needle? I'm telling you, the power is in our greater numbers and working together in concert peacefully for the outcomes we expect. You work for us. You represent us. Not the lobbies in Washington. Us. Not the deep state. Not going in poor and coming out rich. Not, none of those kind of things. You represent we the people. Got it? Get it? Good. All right. We also have an interesting article that I want to highlight. And this article is very fascinating. Here's what it says. Big tech greets market slide with a shrug. Big tech greets market slide with a shrug. Why? They don't even seem to care. You say, what, Sam? Yeah, they don't seem to care. They've got so much money that it doesn't really matter. As usual, San Francisco, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and the apparent companies of Facebook and Twitter have lost $2.7 trillion in value. Did you hear me? $2.7 trillion in value this year alone, and they don't really seem to care. Think about that uh, number. Two point seven trillion. That's not with a B. That's with a T. In value so far this year, they say, believe it or not, that's about the annual gross domestic product of Britain. It's that much money. Think about that. Michael, what have these companies done since they've been on Wall Street and lost two point seven trillion dollars? Microsoft, believe it or not, has doubled its employees' bonus benefit. They call it a bonus pool. Google has committed to hiring more engineers. And Apple has showered its top hardware talent with $200,000 bonuses. So between the stock slides... And the market's relative panic, ladies and gentlemen, 
it's business as usual among these tech giants. They're not at all concerned. Microsoft, Google, Apple and Amazon are expected to boost hiring. And they say even if they shed some of their evaluation, no big deal, they will emerge from the downturn, from the stock market slide with greater power. They're flush with cash and they don't care. Yeah, there's no big deals going to take over Amazon, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Google. Listen to me carefully. The small guys are going to melt down, right? But understand this, ladies and gentlemen. This is really important to understand. While the downturn happened, while most small business was completely shut down, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, and Microsoft literally acquired more than 100 companies. From 2008 to 2010. That's according to a financial data company. So see, they're growing. These hundred companies are not small. These companies are, uh, I would call them the movers and shaker. Okay, in other words, some of these businesses that they bought are fundamental to their businesses. They buy. They don't innovate anymore. They buy startups, and those startups are integral in the future of these companies. As they get bigger, they consolidate. Okay. Now, Mark Zuckerberg's hired a or created a fire a hiring freeze for some roles, but they're still growing by leaps and bounds. They're going to increase their compensation for their. Rock stars, they're going to invest in greater infrastructure. Bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, these companies are getting bigger. Okay? Some of these companies nearly doubled their staff and tripled their sales during the, quote, recession of 2008 and the subsequent COVID downturn. There you have it. I bring this up because it's critical. It's critical of what these companies are doing because it means that you and I are going to suffer even more. Right? As these companies get bigger, it's harder for the rest of us to even make a living. First off, we can't compete with the wages they pay. Uh, and in addition to that, we can't provide near the benefit packages. Right? Sometimes people work for companies like Verizon and other companies like that um, primarily because of the benefits offered. Oftentimes the benefits are offered day one. So Verizon says if you work for us day one, we'll fund your education. So a lot of people just go work at Verizon, get their education as a benefit, and then j bail. How does small business compete in this environment where the small businesses are getting shut down left and right? The big businesses are literally thriving and flush with cash. You're seeing the eking out or the shutting down of small to medium businesses.
in America. And on the other side, it's not going to look pretty with behemoths like Apple, Verizon, Microsoft, Facebook, Twitter, Google, and I can keep going on and on of these big companies. Uh, Folks, it's something that we need to keep an eye on. We need more entrepreneurs to jump into the mix. We need small businesses to find a way to hold on. We need to start as individuals to do business with small business. We need to do business with each other, with patriot businesses. We need to work together in ways that can keep us all afloat. Remember, when a big business does business in your community, what they do is they simply do business. The money spends once, and then the money is simply sent out of town to wherever the headquarters are of that big business, international or otherwise. When you do business with your small business, with local ownership, you then pass the money around. If I'm an IT guy and I work for the guy that owns the group of McDonald's in town, and that guy then you know works with the Ace Hardware guy, and that guy works with the local grocery store owner guy, and that guy goes and get a haircut from a local um, barber or a local you know person who cuts hair or whatever, and, and then and then they go buy flowers for their spouse or whatever from a local flower shop. See the money goes round and around and around and stays in the community. Alan Jackson wrote a song about this called The Little Man, highlighting the problem that I'm articulating. But it is becoming uh, epic proportions now as we see. They have been able to take advantage of the recession, 2008, uh, and now the great COVID, uh, I don't know what you call it, fiasco, to gain the upper hand and jettison small business in favor of massive corporate interests. I thought I'd bring all that to your attention, ladies and gentlemen. Ask your congressman and senator about it, will you please? LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com are the websites you should highlight. TheEpicTimes.com as well. I am Sam Bushman. I have faith in this blessed country. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America. 